0: Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cob. Thank you and enjoy. So, we're going to do a third part on Good News is Not Just for Christmas. Um, because obviously, because obviously. Um, it's still gone past Christmas, so we just keep talking about this for the rest of the year. But good news not being for Christmas. Um, uh, but before we do that, obviously, the, the, it's a seamless connection. So we're going to watch five minutes of catchphrase. Uh, I'd just like to make a kind of point of this. This does not make up part of my message, sigh. Okay, this five minutes is excluded from me talking. Okay, so whatever it comes up to at the end, this is not included and it needs to be taken from it. Okay, all right, so we're going to watch five minutes of catchphrase. You have to listen carefully because obviously I haven't got the speak up to project it, but just have a listen. So, I'm not going to tell you why we watch catchphrase. I'm not going to tell you the purpose for watching that until the very end. Okay, um, but I would like to turn to Matthew 14 obviously catchphrase to matthew 14 seamless link okay remember we're going to look at verse 22. so this is still the series i'm looking at to do with good news not just for christmas Um. And I'd love to say there's a prize for anyone that can work out while watching Catchphrase, but there's not at all. You just feel proud about yourselves if you guess the link before I make the link at the end. So, Matthew 14, verse 22. We've looked at this before. It's Peter walking on water. Well, I want to read it all um, because I want us to pull out some different bits and pieces to do with this. And again, this links very much into this idea of good news not just being for Christmas. So, verse 22, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up on a mountain by himself to pray Now, when evening had come he was alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea that's important the boat was in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary and again that's important so the boat's in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves because the wind was contrary Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus uh, went to them, and again, it's important, Jesus went to them. He wasn't just walking across, he went to them, um, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus, and again, that's important, but immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, again, not the waves, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, saying, The Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And again, immediately Jesus, immediately Jesus, stretched out his hand and caught him. And said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got back into the boat, the wind ceased. So when they got back into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. So I want to spend a little bit of time looking at this story. Um, and I want to focus on the idea of, of a journey in, in this boat. Okay, I want us all to imagine we're in this boat with the disciples and we and we set out from one shore to the other shore and the purpose is we've got a destination we're going to, we've got somewhere we're aiming for, we've got somewhere we've got a plan for our journey, maybe our journey is we could talk about our life, maybe we could talk about a week, you know, our day, we've got this idea that, that this is where I'm at but this is where I want to go and for all of us in this room I imagine we've got those thoughts in our minds. Some of us are very driven and very articulate about in my life, in five years' time, it'll be this, this, and this. In 10 years' time, it'll be this. In 50 years' time, it'll be this. Some of us are less so. We're just kind of like, oh, I'd like these things to happen. It'd be lovely if they did. Um, but we've all got this idea. Of we're, we're where we are right now, but this is kind of where I'd like to get, get to. In the same way with this boat, okay? They get in the boat. They start at one point, and they're going to go, well, we're going to that place over there. We're going to the other side. Now, life is like that. We have this idea, don't we? We're here, and now we're going to go to here. And... The key is in this thing is they got to the middle. So they, they, they left where they were and they weren't yet where they were intending to be. And right bang smack in the middle, there's, there's a storm. Right bang smack in the middle, there's difficulty. Right bang smack in the middle, there, there is, in this context, probably the words they were using is, all oh, hell is breaking loose. Then I'll experience the peace and the calm of the previous part of the journey or the peace and the calm of being on the shore or the peace and the karma when they get to the destination, or whatever it may be, at that point in their journey, and that point in their trip, life is difficult, because there's things going against them, they're in a storm, it's hard, it's right bang smack in the middle. And again, we can relate that to our own lives, can't we? That we have this idea of I'm here, and I want to get here on a massive scale, time-wise or on a daily scale, this is what's happening right now, this is what I want to happen, but actually, in the middle, there's sometimes difficulty, there's challenge, there's stuff that makes it hard to cope with. Um, and they, they, they wanted, they wanted to get back to the point where it's calm and it's comfortable, as we all do. We all want calm and comfort. We all want that nice, peaceful, sitting on a beach, drinking a drink, relaxing in the sun. Okay, we all want that wonderful kind of ideal thing. But in their journey, they, they, they'd started out and they had not got to where they were intended to go, yet. And, the, and the challenges and the difficulties. Now. I'm going to try my very, very best not to not go into job for teacher mode here. Um, but every time I ask this question to every group I ever ask, there's always someone that says the wrong answer. And I'm not going to embarrass anybody in the room by asking the question because that would just be awkward. Because I have to see it every week and I'll just look at you with a different kind of <laughs> feeling because you'd have not answer correctly. Um, wind. Creates waves, not the moon. Okay, someone always answers the moon. The moon creates waves. No, it doesn't. Okay, the wind makes waves. Okay, I teach geography every single time I ask that question. I asked it on Friday to a class. Nine percent of the class. Oh, yeah, it's the wind. Always two or three kids. It's the moon. No, it's not the moon. The moon does not create waves. The wind creates waves. Okay. Now that's significant in this because, in and of itself, if you read this passage, it's always the wind that is talked about. It's it's never the waves. So, if you think about the first bit we read, it says um, and we were in um, verse but the, verse twenty four but the boat was in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary to it, not the waves, the wind. Then it talks about the fact that when Peter got out of the boat, but when and it, think about what we always think, we always think it 's the waves that, that distract him." Mm-hmm. I've always thought it's the waves distracted. Now, that's not even what it says. Yet somewhere in our psyche, we've gone, it's the waves. was distracted by the waves. Okay, but actually, if you read it, For when he saw that the wind was boisterous. Now, wind makes waves. So, they're not completely separate. Wind makes waves, not the moon. Wind makes waves. Um, but there's this idea of this unseen, unseen, um, touchable in terms you can't tangibly hold it you can't see it you can see the waves you can see the storm you can see all that kind of stuff but you can't see the wind so there's this unseen element and this unseen element is what's making their life difficult right now this unseen element is what's making their life challenging right now in the middle of their journey there's an unseen element that that's making them think this is not a good place for us to be we're not where we were we're not where we want to be and actually this unseen element is making our lives really hard right now. And I don't want to get into this kind of idea that, that someone coughs and therefore they've got a demon. That, that's not what I'm talking about at all, okay? Um, but what I am saying is that it says in Ephesians that our battle is not against flesh and blood. It says in um, Jesus Himself says that, that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but He comes to bring life. That He says in Acts that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who oppressed by the devil. That there is an unseen element, there is unseen forces that, that affect our journey. And and the reason I say that is because not, again, because I wanted to think as as happens that someone drinks a glass of wine and suddenly now they're an alcoholic because the demon of alcohol is taking them over or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about, okay? What I am saying is that there are unseen stuff. And there's unseen stuff that, that affects their journey, and in that case it's the wind. But there's unseen stuff that affects our journey. And if we are not aware of those unseen things, what will happen is we will treat the focus of the situation on the waves. If we're not aware that actually when we think it's the moon that causes the waves, then I'm gonna start well, that it's that thing up there, isn't it? It's the moon that causes the waves. And actually no it's not, it's the wind. Because the wind causes the waves. The wind was what made their, their life difficult in that situation. The wind was what created that, that journey which was always challenging, always precarious, what made it even worse. It was the wind that caused that thing. And if we're not aware of those things, the unseen realm that, that, that we are connected to, the unseen realm that we are part of, the unseen realm that Jesus was part of, the unseen realm that, that, that every human being is connected to, that, that, that spiritual realm, if we are not aware of that, then what we end up doing is we end up fighting waves when actually what we should be doing is being intentional about the wind. And therefore, my, my, my challenge to us, and again, is, is that we need to be aware of that, because if we're not aware of it, then we, we stop being intentional. We start to just go, actually, okay, that's just life. I travel across water, there will be waves. I go through life, there will be rubbish, and there will be. But that doesn't mean we just go, okay, that just happens. We, we, we go, okay, there's unseen stuff that's taken, that, that's causing those waves, there's unseen stuff that's causing the challenges and the difficulties in our journey from one side to the next, in our journey in this life. And I've gone well out of order on my notes, already. so just give me a second just to find out where i actually meant to be. Um, what's interesting with this is that... The wind, the unseen forces created the chaos that they experienced in there. The unseen force can sometimes create the difficulties and challenges that we face. And yet, in amongst that situation with the disciples, and in amongst our situations that we face day in, day out, and we experience those things, Jesus is the one that is not dictated to by the wind or the waves. He's not dictated to by the unseen Or the scene Jesus is the one that when they see him situations change Jesus is the one that when they're with him stuff alters. Jesus is the one that when he comes onto the scene and I love this one because he was going to them that Jesus saw them in the middle of the sea in the middle of this crossing struggling what's his intention what's his mindset I'm gonna go to them I'm going to go to where they are right there in that situation. I'm going to go to them in the middle of the storm and the waves and the wind. And those wind and waves don't dictate to me. But I'm going to go to them in the place they are. I'm going to go immediately to them in the place they are. Because I know if they can see me, then the situations change. I know if they can remember me then the situations change. I know that if they can remember me, then things are different for them. And the beautiful thing about this is that's, I'm just reading it again and it just caught me again. The key for this whole passage is what's what's there, is what's our view of Jesus. Have we got a clear view of Jesus? Have we got this idea that actually I remember what he looks like, I remember who he is, I can see that's what he's like. Because for both of them, and I say for both of them because in, we get to the middle of the, the kind of story and there's and the, and this is a situation where Peter, and we all want sometimes to sometimes be Peter, Peter steps out of the boat, walks on water and starts to sink because he sees the wind. And then we have this situation where the others are in the boat and we kind of forget about them a little bit because the focus of the story ends up being this guy walking on water. Um, but there's another X number in the boat um, who are probably still as freaked out and perhaps even more freaked out now because their mates walking on water and they start to sink. And goodness knows what they're thinking, okay? Um, But whether, for us, we're drowning in our circumstances, whether it is that we are trying to do the impossible, or whether it is we just want the storm to pass, that our view of Jesus is the key for all those situations. That Peter started to sink because he lost his view of Jesus. The the guys in the boat, when they saw Jesus clearly... Because Jesus got back into the boat, because before that, remember, they saw him as a ghost. They, they didn't understand that this was Jesus, pre that point. But then when he got back into the boat, at the very end of the account, it says the wind ceased. Now we always just think about, I always just think well, because Jesus got in the boat, therefore his lesson was over. I'm not totally convinced. I think that Jesus got back into the boat and it changed something about their state of being. It changed something about how they did, because suddenly they can see him now. He's in the boat, he's in front of them now. He's not this distant ghostly figure on the, on the water. He's not, not this guy that's hidden by the wind and the waves. He's this guy that they can see. He's this guy that they can experience. He's this guy that they, they, they can know is there. And it changes them. And it changes us, doesn't it? That when we're going in these situations, our view of Jesus is is what, 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 what helps and brings peace to us. That, that when, I don't know... We have friends and we have each other and we, we, we kind of end up sharing stuff. It's suddenly someone can say something that can just bring a peace to you. They can say something about Jesus just brings a peace to you. Or when I'm going through a difficult time and I just catch a glimpse of Jesus as I'm singing in worship. Or I catch, catch a glimpse of Jesus as, as maybe as someone's preaching. Or I catch a glimpse of Jesus as I'm reading my devotional or whatever I'm doing. It just brings a peace to us. That I know for me, like like the, the, the kind of ups and downs of a day at work or the ups and downs of a week at work, it's like if I took a moment and just to be intentional and go, okay, there's unseen forces here that are going to try and cause me to feel like I'm in a storm, but I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to make shift my attention away from those things. I'm going to start to just give some time to intentionally focus on Jesus, and sometimes it can bring that peace into me. The circumstance is exactly the same, but it brings that peace inside, and then suddenly I start to address the circumstance differently, or the student, or the parent, or the, the, the teacher, or, or whatever it may be, and, or, or the difficult environment, or whatever it may be, that my approach to those things is now different, because I've just had that moment where I go, Jesus, I'm not, un, I'm not unaware of what's going on, but I want to just focus my attention on you, mm-hmm. I want to just take time with that, and we can be that to each other, we can be that in which we sing time in worship, as we spend time reading, as we spend time studying, because like I had the idea of, do I have a clear view of Jesus, and by clear, I don't mean do I know everything about Jesus, but do I have a clear view of Jesus? What am I doing to help my view of Jesus be clear? What am I doing to help Luke's, or is Luke doing to help me view of Jesus be clear? Because that just changes something in the middle of this storm, in the middle of this sea. When they see him, the circumstances change. They changed. Peter stepped out on water because he had an idea that that's Jesus. Yeah. Therefore, i step out on water. And I'm not saying that, that, that everything was rosy for them after that point, but I am saying that when they had a clear view of him, whether they were in the boat and just wanted the storm to stop, or whether they stepped out in the water and they were drowning, whether they were trying to do the impossible or just wanted to get to the other side, whatever circumstance they found themselves in, when they saw him, things changed. Yeah. And for some of us, it might be I really want to do the impossible. I really want to walk on water. I really want to I wanna change everything around me. For some of us it might be that actually I just wanna I just wanna to get to the other side. I'm fed up with this journey, I just wanna to get to the other side of this thing, this this stage, this season. Or or it might be somewhere in between. It's like Jesus, I just wanna see you in a different way, in a fresh way, I wanna know you in a different way, and I just wanna enjoy your presence. Whatever it is, seeing him makes all those situations different. Whatever stage and whatever we want. It makes it different. And that's why when there's circumstances, unseen things, the wind tries to draw attention away from him. because when Peter saw the wind, he sank. When there's unseen things that try to draw attention away from him, when when stuff happens that tries to bring up, it could be it could be the circumstances when stuff happens that, that changes the circumstances that tries to draw attention away from him. When 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 there's this there's all this stuff going on that we don't live in a neutral space. I can't just be, and it's becoming more and more apparent in our day to day existence. But in a spiritual sense, I can't just be neutral because by being neutral I'm moved by the wind by being neutral I'm moved by the unseen stuff whether I want to be or not and it's hard sometimes there are days when I wake up and I'm like God I just want to get through today in a nice easy way it'd be really lovely if today was just an easy day just like a nice comfortable day and sometimes that means what I really mean by that is I don't want to have to be intentional about stuff today and I sometimes find days when I'm not intentional about stuff I'm not talking about like driven. I'm not talking about that, but like I've, I'm not intentional. And what happens? I end up being moved by by circumstance or moved by other stuff. And I really feel that in myself or as a community, it's that intentionality. I think like Sky so shared a few weeks ago, and I hate using this example, but like to do with Liverpool about their kind of like intentionality of like they keep doing the same thing again and again and again. But it is that. It's that intentionality. No matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, I'm going to intentionally do this. And I think sometimes when life's good, we like to just go into neutral and just enjoy it down the hill. But as much as, again, I can't believe I'm doing this. I feel, I feel almost dirty saying it. Um, as much as for Liverpool, even in, a, it, it, even in an easy game, they're intentional about it. The games that they know they'll win, they're still intentional about it. They, they still do the same stuff. In the games that they're going to be hard, they're intentional about it. They do the same stuff. In the games that are somewhere in between, they're intentional about it. They do the same thing. And when the, in this story, that life is difficult for them. And in our lives, there's points when it's difficult for us. Whatever that may be, there's hard points. But if we just, whether it's an easy time, a hard time, or somewhere in between, if we are not intentional, we will be moved by the gentle winds of change or the aggressive winds of change. We'll be moved by those things. Because there's unseen stuff that creates the waves. There's unseen stuff that creates the circumstances. There's unseen stuff that that, that affects day in, day out. We don't sit in a neutral zone. And therefore we have to be intentional. We have to be proactive. We have to be... um, make choices to do things a certain way. And I believe as we make those choices, it doesn't mean everything's rosy, but as we make those choices, momentum starts to shift in the way that we want it to do. We get from here to the other side. That as we're intentional about, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus, whether life is easy right now, and actually I could just lay about and do nothing all day, or whether life is incredibly tough right now, and I can't see him anywhere. Whatever it may be, it's like I'm going to find and get my eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm going to intentionally do this. And sometimes we find both difficult, don't we? Sometimes actually it, 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 it sometimes, sometimes can be actually easier to do it in a storm. Because yeah. like I've got to see him. If I don't see him, I'm drowning. Yeah. But actually sometimes it's even more difficult when it's easy. It's like actually it's easy right now. Mm. It's a nice peaceful trip across the river, across the sea. I'm going to go from this side to that side. It's all calm and easy yeah. and stuff. But sometimes gentle winds. And that gentle wind just suddenly takes you slightly off track. You don't get to where you intended to go. You get somewhere similar, but not where you actually intended to go. But actually, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on him. Even in that easy time. Because as I intentionally do those things, suddenly the momentum starts to go and we actually get to where we want to go. And I'm not talking about being driven. I'm not talking about that actually now we have this kind of like pumped up mantra. that That's nothing to do with it at all. It's the idea that actually I'm going to be intentional in my decision with my friends, by myself, in our church, as I'm at home, to be intentional about, I'm going to see Jesus, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on him. Mm. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what I'm going through. Because we are not neutral. The wind is contrary. The wind is against, and the wind will stir up circumstances sometimes, or it might actually go, I'm going to bring it calm. Because that, in that calmness, you, you you take your foot off the gas. Mm. But the wind is contrary. We don't live in a neutral realm. And therefore for me, the kind of two, we talked about it a few, well, I talked about a few weeks ago. It's always annoying preachers say that, isn't it? You didn't talk about it. I talked about it two weeks ago. Um, but just like two really key things about it. good news not being just for Christmas. That we're intentional about that. That we're intentional about the idea I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm going to keep my eyes doing it. And I think for me, the two key parts for that is one, as it talk, talks about in Thessalonians, that we are thankful in everything. Why? Because when I'm thankful in the good moments or in the difficult moments when I'm thankful or everything in between what I'm really doing is I'm shifting my attention onto Jesus and I'm helping myself to see him more clearly and and I have found I, I, I have journeyed through some ups and downs in terms of my mental health over the last two years or so but I've found in the last six months my intentionality to be thankful about stuff and not blasé thankful like and please say this right not like thank you that this sun is shining this morning. I'm not saying that's not nice, that is nice and that, that's fine. But what I mean, like thoughtful thankfulness, where I actually sit and go, God, I'm really thankful for this. Like in the last two weeks, I found my, and it's really interesting, I found myself going to work and be, God, God, I'm just, I'm genuinely thankful that I get to help kids. I'm genuinely thankful that I get to go into work and actually help kids. And, it's in it, and it was interesting because I spent time thinking about it. I like, God, well, I'm thankful for my job. Because at some points, I, I do not like my job. At other points, I love it. But I'm like, God, I don't want to be like a yo-yo. I want to be intentional in, in this thing. And I want to see you in what I'm doing. And so I spent time, I was like, God, I'm really just genuinely thankful that I get to help kids. And what happened was I suddenly started to feel a, a, a kind of a less being moved by my day. Like if I had a good day or a bad day, suddenly it was less significant. Because I was like, God, actually, I'm just genuinely thankful that I'm here. Because I get to help kids, and what I mean by thankfulness is absolutely if, if if the sun shining is a significant thing to you, then then be thankful for that I mean that okay if, if um, having a car is a significant thing i 'm not saying don 't be thankful for those things, but i 'm saying that lo- let it be thoughtful, not flippant, let it be intentional, not 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 kind of just blase. Thank you Jesus for this food like, like yeah the kind of cliche Christian one. Lord, thank you for this food we're about to enjoy today. I'm not sure. I've I've said that probably about a thousand times in my life, okay? I'm not actually sure I've ever really even meant it. Um, It's just that kind of like Christian kind of thing that you do at the table, isn't it? It's like, before we have dinner, we're going to say thank you, Jesus, for our food, okay? Um, But actually, if I thought about it, I'm genuinely thankful for that. But that's what I mean. It's that thought process with it and being thankful in everything. And sometimes it's, it's easy to be thankful in the good situations, Sometimes it's hard because we get blase, but sometimes it's difficult to be thankful for the difficult ones. Because it's hard. It's hard to see Him in those situations. Where, what on earth do I thank you for right now? But it's that thoughtfulness. And it's like that. For me, going, going through ups and downs, my mental health, it's like, God, I don't feel particularly great right now. Not a lot feels wonderful right now. But I'm going to spend some time and be thankful for, for what you've done. I'm going, to, I'm going to try and find you again in this storm by, by thanking you for what I can thank you for. Not that God does everything. That's not what I mean. I don't mean that bad stuff happens and we thank God for the bad stuff. That, that's not it at all. But in the bad stuff, we go, God, that's not you, but I thank you that you are this. And actually, that might look completely contrary to that bad situation, but actually just reminds me that that's not you and you're this. And I'm going to thank you for it anyway. I'm going to thank you in the most difficult situations that you are this. That for me, thanking God that that, that I have the mind of Christ, that I've not been given a spirit of fear, power, love and a sound mind. That feels completely contrary to what I feel some days. Completely opposite end of the spectrum to what I'm experiencing. But God, I'm thankful that I have a spirit of power, love and sound mind. And it's that thoughtfulness, because for me, that truth is like my truth. And there's days when I feel it and there's days when I do not at all, but I'm going to thank God that that's true for me. Even when it doesn't look it at all even when i all, all i feel is powerless a mind that is completely all over the place and i feel that that i'm nothing but anxious and and, and scared and fearful that i'll spend time to god and thank you you've given me a spirit of power a spirit of love and a spirit of someone, and that that dwells in me and i am that and whether i feel it or not that that's true and that, that that's in the storm Jesus, thank you you walk on water to me because you come to me immediately in this storm and it feels like you're so far away but you're here right now in this middle of this storm. I'm thankful you're present. I'm thankful you that, 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 that you're here to bring me in peace and calm. Thank you are here to take me to the other side. And, and it, sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense at all but I think it's that intentionality that, that we don't let the wind move us from left to right but we're intentional to, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and for me... Being thankful is a, such a key element to keeping our eyes fixed on him. The second one was then just, in Acts 10, I talked about, about that it says Jesus went about doing good and healing all the oppressed of the devil. That again is the thing that enables us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Because why? When we do that, we do what he did. When we do that, we are reminding ourselves, this is what Jesus is like. So as I find myself in situations, it's like, okay, I'm going to be intentional in my doing good. That could be praying for someone that is sick. That that could be giving someone some food. That, that could be spending time with someone to listen. That could be um, praying for someone that, that has got mental health issues. That, that, that could be intervening and standing with somebody who just needs your help. But it's about going about, whatever we encounter, whatever we come across, it's about going about and doing good. That in our day-to-day lives, it's doing good. And I'm, I'm expecting the healing in whatever area that needs of all those oppressed by the devil because that reminds me that Jesus, this is what he did. And therefore it helps me to see him. And it sounds a strange thing to say, but it helps me to see him because I'm doing what he did. And it reminds me, this, this is what he would do. And right now, as I lay my hand on this person that's sick or as I sit with this kid at school who, who is suffering mental health issues and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going, this is what you do with me. This, this is just what you're like with me. That as I lay my hand on someone that's sick, I can almost sense that, Jesus, you're laying your hand on me. That as I sit and listen to that person with, with, with mental health issues, I can see you sitting and listening to me. And what's it doing? It's helping me see Jesus. That as Peter walked on water, what is that doing? It's simply saying, I'm walking on water because you're walking on water. That, I, that I'm doing this because you did it, Jesus. And the same for us, that I can do this because you did it. And therefore, if I can do it because you did it, that means I'm seeing you. Because Peter only walked on water because Jesus walked on water. Peter wouldn't even have thought about that if Jesus wasn't doing it. And therefore, by doing these things, we're reminding ourselves, we're kind of intentionally reminding ourselves of what he is and who he is and bringing it to our memory and seeing him, having a clear picture of that. And again, it's intentional. It's not accidental. We will, we will bump into situations that are difficult and challenging and need that doing good. But actually, do I intentionally engage in that situation or do I step back a little bit and go, okay, actually, this is tough, or and let the wind and the waves move me and say, or do I intentionally engage and go, I'm going to do good in this situation? It, it may suddenly miraculously turn around right there and then. It may not. But the more we do that good, the more the momentum moves that way and we get from where we are to where we want to go and therefore again just as an encouragement for me those two things let that be what marks our year because it's about thanking God for everything that is good it's reminding ourselves what is good reminding ourselves of those things He's talking about the testimonies talking about the good stuff that happened because it helps me to see him and in the difficult situations it's even more important than we do that and the second thing it's about going about doing good because good news is not just for Christmas we don't just forget about it we remember it but also actively pursue situations where good needs to break in where good needs to come about and it's that idea that we do those two things it starts to help us to see Jesus and that brings us back to catchphrase. Um, because as we thank Jesus, as we go about doing good, what it does is it's like those tiles removed from that big, I don't know what they call it nowadays, the big master board thing, whatever it is, the 500 pound one that we just saw a minute ago. It's like the, when, when the tile gets taken away. And we might not see Jesus perfectly clearly, but every time we, we spend time thoughtfully thanking him, Thoughtfully spending time thinking about the goodness of God that's broken in on our lives in the past. Thoughtfully spending time talking about it with friends and family. And going, okay, God, you did that. And that, that's just stunning that that happened. That we kind of take one of those tiles away. And our view of Jesus becomes more full. And every time we go about doing good, it's like another one of those tiles comes away. Because our view of Jesus becomes even fuller again. And as we do these things, it might think, oh, that in itself does nothing. Mm. But, 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 oh, man. John Henderson doing one thing does nothing, okay? But it, as a part of a team, that intentionality does a lot. And being thankful in the morning might feel like the most insignificant thing in the world that we do. But actually helps me see Jesus more fully. Mm sitting time talking about stuff with people it might be seeing the most stupid thing in the world in this horrendous mess of stuff that's going on but it takes another Tyler when I see him more fully the, the, the praying for that person the way actually the, the situation has not changed at all might seem like the most pointless thing to do but actually it just reminds me that Jesus you went about you did good you'd be doing exactly the same thing right now it takes another tile away, and we see Jesus more fully So to help us see my analogy more fully, I'm going to watch a tiny bit more of Catchphrase.